Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Music and Bias Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, I hope you're having an amazing day and that you're having good weather. Well, right now, here in Alabama, we are preparing for lots of rain from Hurricane Sally. Originally, they thought that we we're gonna ha- it was going to have like a huge impact on our weather, but since it is where well, I live in Madison, so where I live, the storm is not going to come near us, thank God. It's going to head off like to the west toward like Montgomery, which is like three hours away. So if we get anything, we would get winds and rain. But it's not going to be like the huge amount of rain that they thought we were going to get earlier in the week because we have flood watches and stuff like that. But now they think maybe we'll get maybe one and a half, two inches of rain, which I can deal with. We'll get some wind, but it's not going to be anything significant. Everything is like on the low end. However, we're still going to have some rain, so it's going to be a rainy day. I'm just thankful we're not going to have all the wind, because the last thing I want to happen is for my internet to get knocked out, or the electricity get knocked out because of the wind. So, yeah, I'm thrilled. So I'm excited. I'm happy. Today's going to be rainy, but who cares? You know, life is great. It could be worse, and I'm just thrilled that we're not going to get the brunt of the storm. So I am praying for my fellow Alabamians who are in, like, Mobile, Alabama, or in Montgomery, for the people to the west of me and where the storm is actually going to come through. I do pray for them and hope all is well, since it is still a Category 2 hurricane. But in where I live, we're not supposed to have, like, a huge impact from it. So that's a good thing. Um, This week, something funny happened. I'm just going to tell you about it because it was really funny. And it just depends on how you look at it. Okay, here we go. So, usually, well, we missed trash pickup this week. Don't ask me how, I'm going to tell you. It's ridiculous. Usually, um, our trash pickup is on every Thursday. Except if there's a holiday. Then it's on every Friday. So, it took me a while to figure it out. My husband and I, when we first moved here, we would put it out on Thursday. We didn't realize the change in date until our neighbor told us one day. She's like, yeah, if it's a holiday, then it's on a Friday. If not, it's every Thursday. So we're like, okay. So we've been here for like almost three years, and so we've kind of gotten it down pat. Now, it's still tricky for us when it's a holiday because sometimes it's just going to be real, especially now. I don't really even pay attention to holidays because we're in the house all the time or we're not like going out like we used to as because of the coronavirus so holidays are great they come they go we spend time with family friends but you know it's not like a big deal like it used to be when we used to be going out and doing stuff so because it was a holiday which is labor day last week the guy was gonna the trash guy or the pickup was gonna come on friday so in order to make sure we did not forget, because in the past we have forgotten about it, we put our trash out on Thursday. And we're just like, we're going to do it Thursday. It'll be out there Thursday. We'll leave it out till Friday. And then maybe Friday afternoon we'll take the trash back because it should be finished. So that was the plan of action for us. So we put the trash can out by the curb on Thursday. We left it there. And then my husband put the trash can back like Friday afternoon. So Friday evening... I caught myself taking out the trash for the house because I like to clean up every afternoon to make sure the house is clean, and then I like to take out the trash. So I did that, and when I opened the trash can, it was still full of trash. I was like, oh my goodness, I don't believe this. So what happened, I think, is that the trash guy, or the trash pickup, I shouldn't call people trash guy, that's not what I meant. It's just the guy who collects the trash, the sanitation worker, or trash pickup. Anyway, he usually comes in the afternoon. But occasionally, he may come later, like closer to 4 o'clock. So if you don't know this, and if you don't just leave your trash can out all day until you think it's done, you can take the trash back too early, even if you put it back at like 3 o'clock or 3.30. So I think that's what happened with my husband and I. So we were like, oh man, because that means we have to wait a whole week until trash pickup again, which is this Thursday. So what we had to do, we are like, okay, we got to figure this out, because there's no way... We can just have trash sitting in the house for all this time. And we can't put it out by the curb. We can't put it in the trash can because it's already full. And even if we ordered another trash can, it's not going to get here for another two days. So we still 
you know, we, we still have trash that we need to get rid of. So my husband and I, we discussed it. We talked about it. We were even so desperate until we called Monday. We called the um, trash management department, and they told us that we could take it to a landfill, but the landfill is all the way in Huntsville, which is not really that far away. Um, it just depends on how fast or slow you drive or how much traffic is in the area. It can take up to a half an hour, which isn't much. But, you know, who wants to drive all the way out there to take out trash? So, my husband and I, we've been resourceful, and we have been finding ways to get our trash taken care of. So, we'll take it somewhere, we get the trash out of the house. Let's just put it that way. Now, I don't know where he puts it, because he takes the trash every day, and he goes and he puts it somewhere. But I'm sure he found a trash can, or he's taking it to a dump somewhere. So, there we go. He is taking out the trash. And so, we had to be resourceful this week to figure out how in the world we're we going to get all this trash out of our house so that it will not pile up on us for this coming week. So that's what we had to do. So this week has been kind of tricky and funny all at the same time. We've been doing it, and I'm telling you this story for a reason. Okay, now I know missing trash pickup may seem like a small thing because you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But resourcefulness is not a small thing. Whether you are being resourceful and figuring out what to do with your trash if you miss trash pickup day or if you have an obstacle in your life that you're dealing with and you decide to find a way to be resourceful with that if you have a hobby that you want to do but you can't do it because there's so many obstacles in the way and you're resourceful that is the important thing so today the whole thing is not so much about us missing the trash pickup which we did and it's funny but the whole thing is more about resourceful so in your everyday life what is that one thing that's keeping you from being the best possible you that you can be or what is that one thing that's keeping you from having the career of your dream? Or performing to your best? Or the hobby that you want? Or whatever it is. What is it in your life that's keeping you from being the person you want to be? Being a better version of yourself? And getting to that level in life that you want to get to? It could even be finances, whatever. What is that one thing that's holding you back? So the thing is, like, you acknowledge and you figure out what's that one thing that's holding you back. And then find ways to be resourceful to get it done like for me i have an example like i since we've had quarantine i have not been able i haven't been going to the studio or anything so i've been doing a lot of my recording of my songs in my closet and for those of you who don't know i'm a singer songwriter and i also i'm also a podcaster and so i do a lot of the songs in the closet of my house in my room i just shut the door leave the clothes up and this i don't even have a lot of treatment on the walls or anything i just use the microphone that I have which happens to be a blue snowball I have my closet but it's full of clothes I just get in the middle of the clothes you know like spread it out put my stools there and put my equipment up and I just start to record and once I finished recording the problem was I would try at first to mix and master my own stuff since I'm a beginner some of the things that I hear I've gotten a lot better but still it's one of those things where like the you know how you could feel the beat of the music for I don't know somehow I was like degrading that or not it wasn't coming through so I was like okay I need a professional person to mix and master my stuff but everybody I know costs a lot of money and I have you know we have money to pay our bills do stuff we need to do take care of things around the house but I don't have like an extra two three hundred dollars for each track to get mixed and mastered so, instead of complaining and whining and like, oh goodness, what should I do? I had two options. So, my two options were, I could, three options. I could either continue to try to figure it out on my own, but if I wanted to put out an album in the next couple of years, that may not be a good thing because the mix and mastering might not be good. But, that was one option. Or I could save my money, which is a good idea, and then pay someone to professionally mix and master it, which was the idea that I originally went with and still the idea that I'm going with because I do want to do that. So I'm saving my money. But then again, for the podcast, for you guys, I still want the songs to sound okay when I put them up here. So with that, I came up with this option. So here, well, here's what I decided to do. I decided to save money so that when I do put my album out, I'll have money for it to get it professionally mixed and mastered. That's so I'm doing that. But in the meantime, I went to Fiverr. And Fiverr is like this awesome site where you have a lot of people who freelance doing different things. And they're creative types. And so they can do a lot of things. They have mixing and mastering there. And so for a good 
price that I can afford to do every single week almost, I can get someone to mix and master my songs. And that was a good option. So instead of me sitting down and crying and whining about, oh goodness, I just can't get this done because I can't do this, I said, okay, I can't do it this way, but what other way can I do it? And I came up with two ways to get something done. And I think that's the whole thing about being resourceful. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems or obstacles. It doesn't. It just means, okay, I can't do something this way, but what's another way I can get something done? And I think that when we start thinking like that, no matter what it is in our lives, whether it's our marriage, um, school, career, kids, hobbies, passion projects, whatever it is that we want to do, even our personal lives, if we just say, okay, this is not working, I can't do it this way, what's another way I can do the same thing and get the same result? Only doing it in a different way. I think when we start to be resourceful and use the gifts and talents and the resources that we have available to us, then there's no stopping us with what we can do. There's so many things we can do, but the thing is that we don't always take the time to figure out how we do it or how to fix it. It's like we get one obstacle and we're just like, oh man, I can't do it. Or woe is me, it's just not working out. Nothing ever goes my way. And that's not true. It's just your perception. So today, I want to just encourage you to change your mindset, okay? Stop thinking that it's not going to work because it will. Just change your mindset and remember that it's possible to do these things. You just have to be resourceful. So if there is something that is holding you guys back, whatever obstacle it is, and you feel like you need to just get it off your chest, you need to share it with someone, maybe even come up with some ideas, brainstorm about how you can still do the thing you want to do, even though you have this obstacle in your way, feel free to message me on our Facebook page. And I'm more than willing to listen. I'm more than willing to brainstorm with you, whatever it is, because our goal is for you to be the best version of you you can be. So if you need me to be like a sounding board or just to tell me about it and we can brainstorm or come up with some ideas, go over to the Music and Vibes Facebook page and message me. And I promise I'll get back with you and we'll brainstorm and do whatever we need to do to get you unstuck so you can move forward and be resourceful and reach your goals. All right, well, guys, go ahead, message me now. I can't wait to hear from you. In this week's episode of the Music and Vibes podcast, I would like to talk about when you should stay in a marriage or relationship and when you should leave a marriage or relationship. Now, I know if you have been a long time listener to the podcast, you know that I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for marriage and believe that every single attempt should be made to make your marriage work before even going to the whole divorce option or even thinking about it or talking about it. I think that you should give your marriage a chance really work on it, put everything you have into it to make it work. That is what I really believe. I'm a huge advocate for marriage. But with that being said, I do realize that not all marriages work out. And sometimes no matter how hard a couple may try on their marriage, it still may not work out. And this has nothing to do with the couple or how dedicated they were or were not to their marriage. Sometimes no matter how hard a couple may try to make a marriage work, it just doesn't always work. Now, I don't even know why this is, but I mean, this is life. It's like sometimes it just doesn't work out. Even though most marriages can be saved, there are just some marriages that due to circumstances that are beyond our control or whatever the situation may be, these marriages may not be able to be salvaged. There are many reasons why this could happen. There's also many reasons why a couple may decide that they want to end their marriage, but Here are just some of the common reasons why most couples think about getting a divorce. Okay, now this one you would think would be an easy thing, but communication problems. A lot of couples think that they're having communication problems that they definitely should get a divorce. And it's because they feel like they're not hearing each other, they're having a hard time communicating. And if you have a hard time communicating with your spouse, it's one of these things where you may say one thing, but they perceive it or take it another way. Or... If they understand what you're saying, it may not be in a way where they understand like the full extent of what you're saying. Maybe they're just taking you literally and they're not listening to what you're honestly saying in between the cracks. And I know it's hard to expect people to listen in between the cracks when you're trying to talk because I'm a literal person. So, And it's funny because my husband, he's like an analogy kind of person. So there are times when he's talking and he's giving an analogy and I'm getting frustrated. I'm just like, 
I don't know what he's saying. Like, what are we talking about? And I can't even relate or even understand that he's trying to talk to me about something because I don't get where he's going with that. And a lot of people are like that. And so there may be different kind of like, how can I put it, communication styles that we have. So my communication style is literal. His is more of a parable kind of analogy type communication style. And so you can see how there might be a problem with our communication because neither one of us is getting what the other one is saying because I'm just blunt to the point, there we go. And he's like trying to rein it in and tell me what he's trying to say, but it's more like an analogy, story type, parable kind of thing. So you can see how this could be a problem in our communication. Now, a lot of people have problems the same way with their communication style. It just depends on if you are, if you understand each other. Because I think for us, it was like after years, we kind of figured out, oh, we just have different communication styles. So when he's going on his analogy, I listen and become just like, okay, he's trying to tell me something. So I spend more time and effort trying to figure out what he's trying to say. Whereas I'm just literal. So he's starting to take what I'm saying literally and not trying to figure out an analogy from what I'm trying to say. He's just trying to say, oh, she really means that. So communication problems is a problem that a lot of couples have and they think that a divorce is necessary for this. Now here's another one, falling out of love. Many couples feel like they've been together for so long and there's a lack of love or intimacy. So because of this, they think that this is the reason for separation. And this is the reason for them to get a divorce. Another common reason that people have for wanting to get a divorce is there is no intimacy. Now, intimacy can be considered a lot of ways. I know a lot of people think of intimacy as sex, which it is and can be. But intimacy is also more than just sex it's a combination of your emotions and your feelings along with sex so intimacy if someone doesn't have intimacy then they feel as if if they they need to get a divorce if they're disconnected um i've heard people say i love you but i'm not in love with you um this is also a factor for divorce another factor for divorce is when people feel like they're not in a partnership anymore they're disconnected they're lonely So they feel like they're not in a partnership. They don't feel like they are married to the person that they thought they were married to. And they just don't feel like they can go on in this type of relationship. This is common. And I saw an example of this on one of my favorite shows. And I'm just going to throw this out there. 90 Day Fiance. Okay, once again, I always like to say this is not a plug for the show. I just watch a lot of television shows. And sometimes if I see something that goes along with the topic, I just bring it in. So with this particular show... Is where people from different countries who are in love and engaged, they get a K-1 visa, they come over to the United States, and while they're over here, they have 90 days to get married. So in this particular episode, this lady, um, Kalani, she was already married to a guy named Asuelo, and they have been married. They did have an age difference, but I think it was something that was workable. However, he was less mature than she was. And see, the age difference is like, he was 23 24 she's like 31 so there was a huge age difference and I think it was something that could have been overcome and can be overcome because he's starting to become more mature and realize he has responsibility because they have two kids together but in this particular episode something happened with his mom and things were not good with the it was a situation where the mom what it long story the mom was mad at Kalani because they weren't sending her money so she could send money back to the people on the Samoa Islands, so she was mad about that, and so after it was a huge blow-up argument between Oswelo and his mom, and then they wanted to beat Kalani up because they felt like she was the one who was not allowing their brother to send money to the family, it was a huge issue, but when she tried to talk to him about it, he didn't understand, and he was on his parent, his mom's side, so it was a point where she's just like, she wanted a divorce, she didn't want to be in the marriage anymore, because She did not feel like she was in a partnership. She felt like she did everything for the boys. She felt like she was the only one who did things and he did nothing. So as you can see from this little example, this is also a reason why couples may want to get divorced because they just feel like they're in it by themselves. And it's tiring if you're the only person in a relationship doing things and trying to make it work. So this is a reason why a lot of couples may think about divorce. Another reason is because they just weren't ready for marriage. 
Like, there are people who may think that they're ready, and no matter how, no matter how old you are, it's easy to say, oh, I'm ready, but marriage is a commitment, and it takes a lot of work. It's not for the faint of heart, as I like to say. It's something that you need to be dedicated to, give 100%. You can't go to halfway. You have to be 100% in, and if you're not 100% in, then maybe you're just not ready for that type of commitment and you know what it's okay if you're not ready for that type of commitment but the thing is to know yourself so that you can know before you get into a marriage whether you're ready for marriage or not so that is the reason why people get divorced because they just weren't ready and there's nothing bad against them they just weren't ready for that type of relationship or commitment at that time addiction is a reason why a lot of people get divorced addiction is something that can be overcome but it takes a lot and sometimes the addiction or the person is so deep into their addiction until a marriage is not even the thing that you should be focusing on because they need to get their health right they need to get themselves together so addiction is a reason for divorce domestic violence that is a reason to get a divorce and that's one of the reasons many people get divorces and with domestic violence even though it is possible for the abuser to change, it's more important for the person who's being abused to get away from this type of relationship. And domestic violence can be physical harm. It can go from physical harm to emotional manipulation. So all of these things is a reason why people would want to get a divorce. And that's I encourage people to get a divorce if you are in this type of situation because your health is worth more than anything and you don't want to have yourself in an environment where your health and your welfare and your mental stability is being compromised it's never okay for anyone to touch you in any kind of violent manner or hit you or anything like that or even talk to you in a way that's demeaning or degrading so if this is the type of relationship you're in you may want to consider divorce and this is why many people do consider getting a divorce cheating that is another reason why people consider getting a divorce now even though if someone has an affair and if someone cheats you can still move past infidelity it's possible to move past the infidelity but you know it's a tough one and most of the time the people who are involved some people are able to move past it some people are not and this is the reason why some people get divorced because they just can't get past the ultimate betrayal in their relationship Lack of emotional support. This is huge because you need emotional support. You need empathy. You need compassion. You need people to understand how you feel. And if you don't have this, then this is the reason why people tend to get a divorce. Because for them, it's not a marriage. They feel isolated. They feel emotionally drained all the time. There's no one to replenish them or help them. So this is the reason why people get a divorce because of lack of emotional support some people are just done like they just had it they've been in this marriage for a long time and they just can't deal with it it could be something that has been years and years of traumatic issues and trauma and mistrust financial issues it could be whatever it is but after years and years and years of the same thing happening no change nothing is being done to make this better the marriage has pretty much been left in chaos taking care of itself some people are just done so this is the reason why a lot of people get divorced it's like they're just done they can't deal anymore it's over they're just ready to move on financial issues are another reason people get divorced because financial issues is a tough one and unless you're getting better or have a plan of action or you talk talking about financial issues is important and it also depends a lot on who's to blame for that particular financial strait that you're in so this is another reason People tend to want to get a divorce. And even though you can work through this, some people just can't make that happen. So this is the reason why some people want to get a divorce. Loss of oneself is also a neat reason why a lot of people want to get a divorce. Because if you lose yourself and you forget who you are, then it is difficult for you sometimes to reconnect with who you are some people want to get a divorce just for freedom like they've been married for so long it's like they've lost themselves the kids are grown they have an emptiness they're just trying to find themselves and find their purpose and so they may feel like getting a divorce will give them a fresh start and this is what they need to do so these are some of the reasons why people consider getting a divorce 
even though I can see why these reasons seem to be a good reason to get a divorce, the crazy thing about it is that the majority of these reasons can be resolved and improved on so that reconciliation is still possible. However, any attempts to make a marriage work is going to take a lot of hard work and effort from both of the people involved, and each individual needs to have a desire to want to make the marriage work. That's why it's important for both people to want to stay. It's, it's important for you to know if both people want to stay in the marriage. So if you and your spouse are having a difficult time or you've mentioned divorce, one of the things that you can do is find out where they are. Are they just saying they want to do, get a divorce because they're frustrated? Or do you both feel like you've had enough, you're done, you're emotionally ready to get a divorce? If that is not the case, then working on your marriage might be something that you may want to do. Now, I have heard and I've read of many books and articles showing that a marriage can be saved if only one person wants to save the marriage. But it's just so much easier to work on reconciliation if you know that your partner is in it to win it with you. So remember that even though a marriage can be saved, doesn't mean that it will be saved. That depends on the decisions of the couple, decisions that they make regarding their relationship, to get counseling, to get help, and to work on their marriage. Now, there are some things that can occur in a marriage that may be so devastating to the marriage that the couple cannot, and they're not able to come back from it because the damage done to the marriage cannot be repaired. For example, physical or emotional abuse. Now, if your spouse hits you once, it will happen again. And I tell people all the time, you should not, I'm going to say you should not, and I'm going to repeat it, you should not stay in a marriage beyond that first punch, slap or shove. So if they do it once, they're going to probably do it again, don't stay. The best thing to do after the initial hit, go. Do not make excuses for someone who hits you. Do not take the blame for someone hitting you. Violence is a need to control and exert power over a spouse. It is not about loving the spouse. And guys, I know there are guys out there who may not want to admit it, but if your spouse is abusing you, you've got to go. Just like I tell women, you've got to get out of that situation. Guys, if you're being slapped around by your wife or whatever it is, you have got to go. Domestic abuse comes in different in different forms. We talked about last week how verbal abuse, that's also a type of domestic abuse. Your spouse may physically abuse you or emotionally abuse you. And they can do that by yelling, screaming, name calling, put downs. And these are just not acceptable forms of behavior. So for your own safety and for your sanity and for that of your kids, if you need to leave, then please go. Because this is a real reason why you definitely need to get a divorce. Another reason to get a divorce is infidelity. Okay. Infidelity is, I'm not going to say it's like domestic abuse, but it's a behavior that a lot of times will repeat itself. So a spouse would cheat for many reasons, and we've talked about this in the past. So if you want to know some of the reasons why your spouse may cheat on you, then I would suggest you go back and listen to season three. I don't remember the episode that it was, but the name was Infidelity. And then I think um, it was a two-part series on infidelity. So you may want to go back and listen because in that I discuss reasons why your spouse may want to cheat and then what you can do if you decide you want to stay in that relationship or leave. So I talked about that. You may want to go back and listen to that because while it is possible to restore trust in marriage after a spouse has an affair, if your spouse is a serial cheater, you just need to examine why you are choosing to stay in a marriage with someone who has little or no respect for you or their marriage vows. And there is a difference between someone who cheats on you and a serial cheater. Like a serial cheater is someone who cheats on you all the time. A cheater is just someone who could be like, they made a mistake and they did that. And it can be a physical affair or an emotional affair. Whatever it is, if it's something that you feel like you need to hide from your spouse, any relationship that you feel like you need to hide, any conversation, you're wiping off your phone or whatever, anything that deals with the opposite sex or even the same sex, where you feel like you cannot talk about it with your spouse or you know they would feel betrayed in some kind of way, that's an affair, pretty much. And if it's not one yet, it will eventually get to one. So the whole thing is like if your spouse is a serial cheater, you definitely should consider whether this marriage is worth staying for, saving, fighting for, or if it's just time for you to go. If it's something where it happened once, you may want to look at that and see if you want to forgive, give a second chance, whatever it is. 
So this is a reason why divorce should probably be talked about if this happens. Economic tensions. So have you ever heard of the term financial infidelity? You have. Or maybe you haven't. But if your spouse is spending money and putting an economic strain on the family, they are committing financial infidelity. And this means that your spouse may have a shopping addiction or a gambling addiction that they're hiding from you. He or she may be running a credit card debt that you don't even know about. Now, it's one thing to have financial issues. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe the you've hit hard times. That's okay. That's fine. It happens in a marriage. You go through times where you hit hard times financially, times when things are good financially. But economic tensions and financial infidelity is when your spouse is doing things that is deliberately or indirectly hurting your finances, like gambling, like a shopping addiction, like spending money that you don't know about and racking up different debts in your name, causing you to lose different things. That is what we're talking about. So if this is going on, the question for you is, do you allow someone else's problems to bury you in debt or do you make no excuses for it? Being married to someone like this can mean years of recovery and they will usually repeat the behavior over and over again because... We don't want to admit it, but sometimes spending money can be addictive and people can have like a shopping addiction. Or if you have a gambling problem, that is also something that needs to be worked on and it can take away trust in your relationship. So these are a lot of huge issues. It's not just the one issue at hand, it's the other issues that come with it. Like all of these issues, like infidelity, um, financial infidelity, domestic violence, and the next one I'm going to talk about drug and alcohol addiction. All of these things, they tear away at the core of your marriage. So these problems have other problems connected to them. So all of these issues are huge issues in and of themselves. But then it it takes away from the trust that you have in that marriage or relationship. It takes away love, security. It takes away a whole lot of things. So it's not only just this one issue, but it's like a whole slew of issues that come along with all of these things. Now, drug and alcohol issues are also another reason you may want to get a divorce because unless the person who has the addiction realize that they need help and get help, then it's not going to work out. You can tell an addict all day long, you need help, you need help, you need help. And unless they realize it or hit their rock bottom, they are not going to get the help that they need because they don't want it. They have to want the help. They have to see that they need it and they have to want it before they can actually get the help. That they need another show I, t- I watch all the time and I've been watching it for years it's intervention and one thing about addicts is like you will see how they're falling and the family really wants them to get help but it's not until they see that they need help that they are there to get help so this is why a divorce may be something you may want to consider because you can't fix someone who's addicted to alcohol or drugs and even though you're married to them you have to make a decision because A person who's addicted to something, they only change when they see that they need to change. They only change when they have a need to change or see that they are in the worst part of their lives and hit rock bottom. Then they will change. So that is why sometimes a divorce may be necessary because maybe they'll figure it out sooner than later or maybe they won't. You just don't know. And the question is, are you willing to stay in a relationship with someone who's abusing alcohol and drugs for years and years and years and dealing with all the side effects that it's having on you, your kids, and your relationship when they may change or they may not change is something you don't know. So these are some main reasons and serious reasons to think about a divorce if you are in any of these issues. So if your marriage has gone through any of these events and you or your spouse are not able to move past what has happened in a safe and healthy way, then... These are major reasons to consider a divorce. This is a time when a divorce may be necessary. And I say maybe because deciding whether to divorce or not is a personal decision. And it should be made by couples and not something that they're told to do or told not to do. So when making this decision, it's not something that should be taken lightly. But you should give it the utmost thought and attention. And most people do because it's a huge drastic change. And I always advise people to do what is best for them, do what's best for their family, and do what's best for their physical and emotional health. 
Now, while these are major reasons why you should, and I want to say should, get a divorce, how can you tell if your spouse and you are just going through a rough time and maybe a divorce is not the answer to your problems? Because I noticed that in our society, divorce comes up a lot because we don't really see how to get around things. We're always taught like, okay, do this, do this, do this. If it doesn't work out, then maybe you should get a divorce. But the point is the divorce is not always the answer so the question is how do you know should you divorce or should you not divorce now we've talked about the reasons why you may think you want to get a divorce so reasons why you would consider getting a divorce we've also talked about reasons why you should probably get a divorce the reasons we talked about the infidelity the financial infidelity domestic abuse and violence um, addiction these are reasons why you should definitely go however How do you know if you guys are just going through a rough spot and a divorce is probably not the answer and you should probably stay and just work on your marriage? Well, here are some things, and it's crazy because the reasons you think you get a divorce are some of the reasons why you should stay and work on it. Okay, so here are some reasons why you should stay and work on your marriage. So if you are experiencing these issues, it doesn't necessarily mean you should get a divorce, but it means you could work on these issues and they could get better. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so the first thing is, let's say, all you guys do is fight. So if you guys feel like you're fighting all the time, then and you think that's why you should get a divorce, the answer is maybe a divorce is not the answer. Because here's the thing. Your fights may not even be about anything big. It could just be a lot of small issues or a lot of small arguments that are adding up. And if this is the case, then you two have to just figure out how to resolve solvable problems. And solvable problems are problems that can happen, are resolvable. They're problems that come up that you can resolve. And you resolve these by focusing on the problem and not each other. Because a lot of times when all you do is fight, when you fight, you're focusing not on the problem at hand. We're focusing on the flaws and characteristics and personality traits of our partner. So... There will be, we may say something like, well, you always do this and you always do that. But it's not about what they always do. That's not the problem. The problem is, what are you guys talking about? And sometimes we're not focused. So if all you do is fight, this may not be a reason for you to get a divorce. And believe it or not, if all you do is fight, it does not mean that you two no longer love each other. Although it could be true, but it's more possible that you're stuck in an argument of, environment or that you guys are just stuck in the arguments all the time and you haven't been able to resolve any reason anything and that's become a habit that you guys just argue all the time and it's likely that you guys just argue because you care and caring could be a reason not to get a divorce because most people who argue are they still care they're still passionate about what they're talking about and they're arguing because they are trying to resolve a problem now granted it's not the right way to correct a problem or resolve a situation but if that's all you know you're still trying to work on the marriage you're still trying to resolve something so try this instead of arguing practice taking the opposite action before or during a fight for example if you normally angrily call your partner at work when they've done something that really frustrates you Don't do that. Do the opposite. Put down the phone and walk away. It may feel uncomfortable at first because your habit is to call, but by disrupting the pattern that you do all the time that is not healthy to your marriage, by doing something different, you will slowly start to change the cycle of fighting that you're stuck in. So if you want that, if you want to change things, you're just going to have to change it. And this is a good way to change it, the fighting and being stuck in the arguments. So this may not be a reason to get a divorce. It may just be a reason to change what you're doing. Because if you see it's not working, you can't keep doing the same thing because it's insane. Like, that's just insanity, doing the same thing over and over, respecting different results. So if you guys are arguing over and over about the same problem, stop. If you have a habit of angrily calling your spouse, stop. If you're screaming at your spouse and they do something wrong, stop. If you, whatever it is you're doing that is destructive to your marriage and is making you guys think about a divorce, stop doing it. Just stop it and work instead on resolving the situation and the issue because the issue is the problem. You guys are not the problem. It's the issue. So work on resolving it.
if you guys feel like you don't connect anymore. Now, I have heard this before, and it's just sad when you feel like you don't connect with the person you love the more, the most, because life gets in the way, people have jobs, responsibilities, and people grow apart. And in, in addition to growing apart, we all grow in so many different ways. Like, I'm not the person that I was when I met my husband 15 years ago. And he's not the person who he was when I met him 15 years, 16 years ago and when we got married. Because we've changed. We've evolved as people. We've become wiser, smarter. The things that we wanted in life have changed. Our goals have changed. We've changed. And it's expected. You change because you cannot stay the same person that you were when you got married. You can't stay that way emotionally. Sometimes you can't even stay that way physically. It's like you can't stay there. But you get better as you get older. So if this is the case, instead of talking about a divorce, the best thing to do is get to know your partner again. Bring back some of the curiosity you had when you were first getting to know one another. So, for example, if you see that you guys have involved into better versions of yourself and different people, get to know that person. Don't say, I feel like I don't know him or her anymore. Okay, well, you don't feel like you know him or her anymore. So the problem is not that you should get a divorce. The thing is, okay, so I'm feeling like we're disconnected. I feel like I don't know you anymore. So what do you do? Reconnect. Get to know that person again. So this may not even be a reason for a divorce. It's just a reason to reconnect. Communication problems, yes, we've talked about this before, but it is the probably the single most important thing in a relationship, and yet we place so little attention to doing it well. So communication is a two-way street. That's where both partners listen and speak. However, as you've been in your relationship for a long time, you may stop being intentional about your communication and get passive. So you kind of listen to your partner but really you're just listening for the part of the information or part of the conversation that impacts you. So you're not really listening to the whole thing. You're not really listening to their feelings and what they're saying. You're listening to, oh, I'm just going to listen to this. So I can quickly give them a response, whatever. You stop connecting with your partner. You stop connecting with what they're saying and with how they're saying it. So you don't really understand the full message. Because people can say a lot of things. I've said a lot of things. But here's the crazy thing. If you don't see how I'm saying it or hear my tones or intonations or read my body language, then you can get what I'm saying wrong. And here's a great example. We all love to text. We all love email. However, texting and email, even though you can't communicate, it doesn't fully convey the whole communication that the person is trying to give you. Because when you're texting, you just read the words. And depending on how you read the words and your feelings and your perception, you come up with how that text was intended or you come up with how that email was intended because you don't have much to go on you just have the words and your perception you don't have the body language you don't have the eye contact you don't hear the tone of voice in which is being said so that is how that can occur so if you find out that you and your spouse are not communicating well then take some time to really communicate like when they talk don't think about anything else. Clear your mind. Focus on them. Focus on what they're saying. Focus on their tone, their body language. Get the full gist of what they're trying to tell you. And read in between the lines. When I say read in between the lines, I'm not talking about just assume what they want to say. Like, listen to them. Like, listen to their body language. Everything that they're telling you and while they're talking to you, pay attention so that you can fully understand what they are trying to communicate to you. This is also important because... If you don't talk to your spouse, you'll end up talking to someone else. And in a marriage, it's problematic if all of your deep emotional conversations are had with someone else and not with your spouse. So what you should try to do is just work on your active listening skills. Paraphrase. Ask meaningful questions. Stay engaged. Avoid judgment or giving advice. Because your spouse just needs you to be there to listen intently to them and to, so that they will know you understand them and you understand what they're saying. So this may not be a reason to get a divorce. It's a reason to listen and practice your active listening. Now, here's another one. If you guys aren't interested in the same things. Now, I know when people are dating, they look for people who are interested in doing the same things that they want to do. And sometimes when you're dating, you do and you are interested in the same things. Like, for instance, when my husband and I, when we first got married and started dating, he's a huge sports fanatic. And I also like sports as well. And I was into sports not as much as he was because he was like way into it but i would watch football every sunday watch basketball you know i was really a sports fan 
And so as we got married, you know, life happens, I develop different interests. Like I've always liked to sing and write songs. So instead of spending all that time on sports like I used to, I started doing other things like writing songs and singing and just doing things that I'm interested, more interested in. So that is what we did. So today, it's like my husband would do all the sports stuff. I'll watch it with him and we'll talk about it. But it's not like it used to be where I was sitting down with him every Sunday watching um, football, etc. So the thing is, like, in a marriage, you guys would get different interests at times. You guys would do different things. But that's not a reason to get a divorce. It just means that you guys are different. And you need to just make space for each other to explore your own individual passions and hobbies. And dedicate time to connect together as well. So even though my husband and I have different interests and hobbies and everything, we still connect on many other things. We like politics. We like to watch movies. I mean, we have so many other things in common. And so just because I'm not a sports fanatic and he's not like want to sit down and write songs with me for hours, that doesn't mean anything because we still connect on different things. So if you guys aren't interested in the same things, there's something that you guys are interested in. You have same similar values, uh, morals. There are things that you guys are interested in and similar things that you guys are connected. You just have to find out the ways that you guys are connected. You just have to find out the ways that you guys are similar and find out the things that you guys are interested in together. And here's the thing. And if you guys are not interested in what each other is doing, who says that you can't make time? for what the other person interested in. I remember reading the book, and it was about this lady, and her and her husband were going through this kind of similar situation where she felt like they had nothing in common. So what she did was, she's like, okay, he's interested in fantasy football. So what did she do? She started to become show interest in fantasy football. She learned something that he was interested in, and they began to do it together. So even if you guys don't have a common interest, who's to say that you can't, integrate yourself into something that they're interested excuse me integrate yourself into something that they are interested in because you're not selling out you are connecting with the person that you love and vice versa maybe they could if they don't like to cook whatever maybe you guys can do a cooking class together but you can develop something that you both can do together and do something that brings you both together so instead of thinking about a divorce, this may not even be a reason for a divorce. Just make space for each other, dedicate time to connect with each other, and you don't have to do everything together to have a strong and healthy marriage. In fact, the opposite is true. When people feel as if they can be their authentic self, their marriage is stronger. So you just try connecting together over things that you both normally do, like eating a meal or washing dishes. Or you can just rebuild a habit of spending time together. And like I said, or you can just do something with the per do something the other person likes and bond and connect over that. There are many things that you guys can do to reconnect. So this is the reason why maybe a divorce is not the option. Reconnecting is probably the best way to go. And I've heard people say this a lot. Like we're only together for the kids. So if this is the case, it just means that you and your partner are that you've grown apart, and that you're just in a parenting marriage. So you can still love each other, but the glue that keeps you together now feels like it's just your kids and nothing else. And it feels this way not because you don't love each other, but because kids take up a lot of attention and a lot of focus. So this may y'all may just be so like caught up with the kids until you're not taking time for your own marriage. So here's what you need to do. Practice noticing what's important to you about your spouse in their role as a spouse, parent and team member see your partner for everything they are instead of what they used to be so let them know appreciate who they are now and here's the thing if you find that ways to appreciate them then it's not going to be all about the kids anymore because you're finding ways to appreciate them make time for each other because here's the thing kids are going to grow up and kids are going to move out and when you have your empty nest you don't want to be in your empty nest alone you want to be in it with the person that you love so Make time for each other. Maybe put the kids to sleep at early one night. Spend some romantic time together. Talk to each other. Text each other on the phone. Talk to each other. Try to do that. Fall in love again with your spouse as the person that they are. And see them for who they are right now. And appreciate 
them for who they are and not what you think you lost or who they were. Appreciate them for who they are now. If you're feeling stuck in your marriage or you want more freedom and you think that you should probably divorce, that is probably not something you may want to do because just because you want more freedom doesn't mean you want to be rid of your spouse. All you're thinking of, all you're saying is that I just want to be me. I want to have more freedom to do things I'm interested in, want to do. And that is perfectly normal. So I would say it's not the marriage that's keeping you from being who you want to be. It may be a situation, maybe financially, but instead of thinking about a divorce and keep bringing it up because you feel like you're trapped, communicate to your partner that you like to spend more time doing some of the things that you enjoy, listen to your partner's needs and wishes, and then block some time each week for those things that make them happen. Because when you are happy and you're working on yourself and you're doing things, when you're happier and you're more fulfilled, then you can bring that energy right back to your marriage. And you will find that you feel freer and more connected to your partner, you know, at the same time. Like for me, I went through a phase like that where I was like, you know, I've, I have kids and they're getting older. So I want to kind of like do some things. And what did I do? So I went back to school. I got a master's degree. I podcast. It's like the more I worked on myself and the more things I did for myself, the more fulfilled I felt, then I realized that. I was a happier person, and I was not as, like, irritable and annoyed. I was a better person, and because I was a better person, my marriage got better because I brought that energy back to it. My kids were better because I was happy and satisfied, and I was at a point where I enjoyed what I was doing and who I was, so I can give that back to other people. So, that made that, I mean, wanting more freedom may not be a reason for divorce. It just means find yourself be happy, make sure you're happy with who you are, and then you can give that back to your relationship. Now, here's another reason why people would want to get a divorce, and some people would consider getting a divorce because of this, and I mentioned it earlier, is if intimacy is dead. Being intimate with your spouse is one of the great perks of marriage. So when you first meet, you have passion and chemistry and spark. Sex is exciting and fun, and you create the deeper intimacy that only comes with really loving someone. But, you know, as time goes by, um, sex and intimacy can be the things that you let go of first. Other things just get in the way. You get out of sync with your partner and fall out of the habit of intimacy and into the habit of neglect, which is not good. So when this happens, you might start telling yourself your partner doesn't find you attractive anymore. You may start to believe that. Now, this could lead to a habit of resentment, avoiding intimacy, and a lack of spark. And people want may want to get a divorce over that however instead of getting a divorce there is no reason why you cannot absolutely reignite the flame intimacy doesn't need to be the final straw it should be a part of the relationship and a reason for not giving up on the marriage so instead of giving up on your marriage because of lack of intimacy you can rebuild good intimacy and sexual habits you can hold hands hug kiss touch one another while walking by just small physical connections can help to rebuild bigger ones have sex regularly okay and make sure you do whatever you need to do to make this happen you need to break the current habit of avoidance and rebuild a pattern of connection so show up for sex often and make it happen so this is not always a reason for a divorce it's a reason to rebuild and reconnect and rebuild that intimacy and make sex happen on a regular basis Okay, so we've talked about reasons why you should not get a divorce. And I think these are amazing reasons why you should not get a divorce. Now, what I was going to do is, um, if you guys are thinking about divorce, and you or you may have tried to go through the process of getting a divorce, there's always reconciliation. There's always things you can do if you realize that a divorce is not the option for you. So the whole reason I talked about this today is because it's important, regardless of if you decide to get a divorce, if you decide not to get a divorce, or if you're thinking about a divorce, it's important for you to seek the help of a professional counselor because your mental health is very important because you need to be okay mentally so you can be equipped to make these decisions that you're going to have to make. At the end of the day, it's important to remember to do what is best for you and your family. 
Only you know whether you can live with your current situation or work through a certain problem in your marriage. Now, your experience is not someone else's experience, and therefore, you should do what's best for you. And you shouldn't let everyone tell you what to do because your experience is unique only to you. My only advice is that you make sure that you're able to make your decision without regret. So if you feel regret after making your decision, then maybe you should either give your marriage a second chance or if you decide to give your marriage a second chance and you immediately regret it, maybe that's a sign you should end your marriage. Regardless of your decision, I would advise you to seek the help of a professional counselor to help you navigate through whatever decision you make. Your emotional health is very, very, very important. I say this all the time. So make sure that regardless of your decision, your emotional health is intact. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called He Cheated On Me. And this is a song about a woman who has to make the decision on whether she should stay or if she should go. So here's the song, He Cheated On Me. Then there's something wrong with you. No, there's not. 
people who get counseling are people who want to improve they want to make things better and they understand that they cannot make things better on their own because they may not have the tools to make this happen so counseling gives you the tools that you need so if your marriage is in a crisis you need a counselor so they can give you the tools that you need to be successful in your marriage if your life is in a crisis or if you are dealing with something that you're not equipped to handle then going to a counselor would be amazing so that you can get the tools that you need to get through a situation and to thrive in your personal life so if this is you then better help will assist your needs and they will match you with your own licensed professional therapist you can start communication in under 48 hours now let me say it's not a crisis line this is not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online there is a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available in many areas so this is a plus that you can get this because they service clients worldwide so if there is something that you need help with that may not be available in your area as far as expertise is concerned they can help you and the great thing is that this service is available for clients worldwide all you have to do is log into your account anytime send a message to your counselor and you will get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't even have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy and you know with the coronavirus going on and a lot of us being quarantined and also learning how to work remotely and doing things from home this is perfect because you can get the help and the counseling you need and you don't even have to leave your house so this is amazing BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they're going to make it easy and affordable and free for you to change counselors if you need to now this counseling is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available and I just want to talk about this for a minute because I have done traditional counseling believe me and as good as it was I did pay quite a bit of money for this the rates that they have here are really good rates and it's like you it's something I feel that most people can afford so if your excuse for not getting counseling is like I can't afford it well stop you have no excuse better help is something that you can definitely afford afford and the awesome thing about it is that they offer financial aid which is available to help you if you can't afford it you will have financial aid available they're just interested in making sure that you get the help that you need and that is what this whole podcast and this community is about keeping your relationships together making sure we are good not just as couples but good individually and that we're the best version of ourselves that we can be and better help is so dedicated to helping us be the better people or the better part of ourselves that we can be that they not only offer traditional offline counseling but they also have financial aid which is available BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life not tomorrow or but today so visit their website and you can see all of their testimonials posted there there are great things that they have done to help people and I know that they're going to be able to help you so here's what we're going to do BetterHelp has given all of the Music and Vibe podcast listeners a special link that we, you guys can click on and you will get 10% off your first month of counseling. Just type in the promo code, which is Music and Vibe, and you will get 10% off of your first month of counseling. Now what I'm going to do is put the link in the show notes along with the promo code and you can just go click the link in the show notes and then put in the promo code and you'll get 10 months. 10% off your first month of counseling. All right, well, I just want you guys to take advantage of this because this is awesome. And I feel that the Music and Vibes podcast is very lucky to have this partnership. Now, I also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast weekly. You are amazing. And I appreciate the support and the way you listen every single, every week to every episode. If it wasn't for you, there would be no Music and Vibes. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I also want to encourage you to share and subscribe. Now, I would sing a song about it, but I'm not going to do that. But please share the podcast. I know other people need to find out some of the things that they should and should not be doing in their relationship. So if you could just do me a favor and share this episode of the podcast with two of your friends or family members, then you would be helping me out a lot. 
In addition to sharing, if you have not already subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so that you will be aware of all the new episodes that come out. I want to start throwing in some special things, but I can't do this if you do not subscribe because then you'll miss all the special things I want to give you. So, share and subscribe. What did I say to do? Yes, share and subscribe. Now, if there's anything that you guys want to talk to me about later, or if you hear something on a podcast and you're just like, oh, I wish I could ask her more about it, well, you can ask me about it. You know how? You can reach me on Facebook. You can go to the Music and Vibes Facebook page, and you can contact me there. You can contact me on Instagram, on our website. There are many ways to reach me. So I'm going to have in the show notes all of the ways that you can reach me so that you will be able to get in contact with me so that you can ask me any questions that you may need to ask. And finally, before I end the podcast, I just want to say I hope you guys have an amazing day. Hope you have a great week. If you need to contact me, like I said, just go to the, um, the Music and Vibes Facebook page. You can contact me there. Go to Instagram. You can find me there. And I'm also, well, I am on Twitter. I don't do Twitter a lot, so I'm just not going to say Twitter. <laughs> but you can go to Facebook, Instagram, and then just go to our webpage. And they have like a contact button. You push on that and you can contact me. All right. Well, I think that's all for now. And I hope you guys have an amazing day. Have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you do something fun and special. And I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Sometimes you gotta